Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. EI Travel. Welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. I am Carmen LaBerge. It is my privilege to be sitting in for my friend Bill Bunkley. Uh, I join you in lifting up our ardent prayers for his uh, speedy and complete recovery. Uh, And uh, certainly you can get updates directly from Bill uh, on his Facebook page. So uh, during uh, during this hour of the Bill Bunkley Show, we're going to be doing the headline news of the day and seeking to understand it from a Christian uh, perspective. And then we're going to seek to be equipped to enter into the conversations of the day with the very mind of Christ. So how do we apply the mind of Christ to the issues of our day? Uh, If you want to check out what I'm doing, my ministry website is reconnectwithcarmen.com. And again, I'm Carmen LaBerge. I have the privilege tomorrow of, uh, of speaking at the Tampa National Day of Prayer event. So appreciate your prayers in advance of that and certainly hope that you are participating in one of more than the 35,000 National Day of Prayer events being held tomorrow across the country. All right, friends, um, just a quick preview of what's up this hour and next. Uh, You and I are going to talk headlines here. And then uh, in the bottom of the hour, I'm going to have a conversation with a former member of the Turkish parliament to give us uh, an update on the situation with Andrew Brunson. Andrew Brunson is an American who has been uh, held in prison. I can, uh, who is my guest, I can air to me, or he he will actually describe him as as being held hostage by the Turkish government uh, in in what are trumped up uh, charges against Andrew, who has been serving in the country of Turkey for more than 23 years in Christian ministry. And so you probably are familiar with the story. If you're not, we've got lots of information online about Andrew Brunson calls for prayer and fasting uh, as his trial will resume on May the 7th. And so we're going to get a, an update on all things Turkey and what's going on with Turkey, our NATO ally, and why they are holding some of our people, including Andrew Brunson, uh, in prison and what to make of all of that. In the second hour of the program, we're gonna uh, we're gonna hear from uh, Bill Carl, and then I am gonna have a conversation with John Stemberger about two really important headline news stories of the day. One, the Boy Scouts and their new flagship program, which includes girls. So, uh, what in the world are girls doing in the Boy Scouts? Is a conversation he and I will have. And then breaking news today that Summit Ministries, which is one of the premier apologetics ministries to young people in our country, uh, has now canceled. Two events this summer, which were scheduled to be held at Biola, which is in California, because of recent action of the California legislature in relationship to speech that uh, limits the ability of Christians to actually teach what the Bible teaches about human sexuality and relationships. So those are conversations you won't want to miss right here on The Bill Bunkley Show. All right, friends, um, let me lead with this headline, because this literally is hot off the press today. 18 Republican lawmakers have nominated President Trump for the Nobel Peace Prize. That's right. It's official. President Trump has been nominated 
for the Nobel Peace Prize. What do you make of that? What do you make of that? Um, I think it's uh, I think it's great that peace is uh, on the horizon on the Korean Peninsula because that's where certainly uh, what motivates those who are nominating the president uh, for this uh, auspicious award, the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, and sent a letter to the Norwegian Nobel Committee nominating President Trump to receive the reward for his work, quote, to end the Korean War, denuclearize the Korean Peninsula, and bring peace to the region. So um, you and I both certainly applaud what is happening uh, in terms of the pursuit of peace on the Korean Peninsula. When we talk about Korea, we're talking about um, people who literally for more than 70 years— uh, or maybe I should say nearly 70 years, because I think the Korean War began on June the 25th, 1950. So uh, June the 25th of this year um, uh, would be 68 years that uh, the people on the Korean Peninsula have literally been at war with one another. Uh, and so any pursuit of peace, any advancement toward peace uh, is certainly something we are going to celebrate. Um, and so uh, but what do you think about, you know, are, are we at the stage of this game where uh, we're ready to to say that a Nobel Peace Prize ought to be given for it? Well, you know, you might say, well, that's a little bit of a political hot potato. Um, so let's have a more general conversation about peace and the pursuit of peace and who we are called to be as people of peace. Let me encourage you to wade into headlines like this. Um, recognizing that there's a long process that the Nobel uh, Peace Prize Committee would go through um, and that we are a long way from uh, a denuclearized uh, Korean peninsula. We are a long way from the reunification of Korean families separated since the beginning of the Korean War in 1950. Uh, Certainly peace is precious and peace is worth pursuing. And we ought to be people who are advancing peace in our generation But I think we have to ask ourselves, okay, so how is real peace achieved? Like, what is the basis for genuine peace? Not just a stalemate, not just the secession of hostilities, but real peace. What what is the source of real peace uh, in our lives? Uh, And what is the source of real peace in the world? And let me, you know, maybe we just personalize this for a moment. When you think about your northern or your southern neighbors, like like literally the people who live to the north and south of you, you got peace with those people? Or, you know, is there a bit of a demilitarized zone? You know, you call it the driveway. You call it the hedge line or, you know, uh, maybe you've got a little DMZ, uh, a stalemate, a secession of active hostilities. But frankly, um, those people are not people with whom you are at peace. Maybe you've got people in your family that are like that. you got a relationship with family members that have been divided by generations over old hostilities. You got the equivalent of a DMZ uh, in in your family. Maybe you guys get together at the peace house or the peace table at Thanksgiving. But otherwise, you know, frankly, much like the North and South Koreans, you are blaring uh, hostile propaganda at one another, maybe through social media, maybe through third parties. Um, I I just think that when we start having conversations about peace, we got to look seriously at our own relationships and say, you know, am I genuinely a peacemaker? Am I a person of peace? Am I a person in in whose mind Christ is ruling uh, as, as the Prince of Peace? Paul says in the book of Colossians that, you know, Christ is our peace. Now, Christ is our peace in that it is through Christ that we have genuine peace with God and a restoration of 
our relationship broken and fractured by sin, we have a restoration of our relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Absolutely. He is our peace. But is he also the peace of our mind? Like you and I probably give people a peace of our mind a lot, like, right? Constantly giving people a peace of our mind. What they really need is the peace of the mind of Christ. And is that what we're giving people? When we are actively engaging in the conversations of the day, are we actively giving people the peace of the mind of Christ? Uh, I mean, you know, if so, then, uh, then hey, you, you're worthy of a peace prize. Like, that is actually what we, as, uh, as people who are ruled and governed by the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, are supposed to be actually passing along to others. Um, so that would be my... Uh, my Christian turn in the conversation or how to get God back into the conversations of the day related to uh, the nomination by 18 lawmakers, uh, 18 U.S. lawmakers nominating the president of the United States uh, to receive the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, That's probably the turn that I would take in that conversation, not being a person who feels at all able to weigh in on the real question of whether or not the president should win the Nobel Peace Prize, because I don't know yet. I, I haven't seen enough evidence yet of uh, of actual peace uh, in terms of a structured agreement between North and South Korea, uh, not just the cessation of hostilities, but indeed the actual denuclearization uh, of North Korea. Now, in the midst of all that, I also think that we all we need to be people who remember that there are hundreds of thousands of people in the nation of North Korea um, who. Uh, who are essentially um, prisoners in their own country because of their religious beliefs. So please, please do not think for a moment that um, uh, that we can rest in our pursuit of religious liberty and our pursuit of freedom of thought uh, for the people who live in North Korea under the dictatorship of Kim Jong Un. Let's just not let's just not for a moment imagine that we're going to begin treating this ruthless dictator. Uh, as a man of peace while he continues to brutalize uh, and even starve his own people uh, and incarcerate uh, those who believe in Jesus. In the midst of that, let's continue to pray for uh, the Warmbearer family um, whose son came home uh, at the young age of 22 from North Korea uh, in a coma, only to die a few a few days later here in the United States. And so let, let's just remember what's going on. Let's remember there are still Americans Uh, held hostage in North Korea. Um, And let's remember that that's the kind of person that we're talking about when we talk about Kim Jong-un. So let's be praying for President Moon in South Korea. Let's be praying for our own president as he engages in these peace negotiations. But let's also remember the nature of the man with whom we're dealing. All right. um, How about this headline? The U.S. is seeking a million people for a massive study of DNA. Now, this is a health habits study. Uh, this is a, the Washington AP is the byline here. Wanted a million people willing to share their DNA and 10 years of health habits, big and small, for the advancement of science. So on Sunday, the U.S. government will open nationwide enrollment for an ambitious experiment. Uh, they want to build a large enough database to compare the genetics, lifestyles, and environments of people from all walks of life. They hope to learn why some escape illnesses and others do not and better customize ways to prevent and treat disease. Okay, uh, all kinds of potentially positive outcomes from such a story. Um, I, I will also then say, didn't I just read a headline? I feel like it was just yesterday. 
I feel like it was just yesterday that I read a headline um, that they actually caught the alleged Golden State killer out there in California um, because DNA was posted uh, related to generations separated from him. So I'm just saying, once people start compiling generations of DNA, once people start making databases of DNA, there's really no end to the use of that information. I mean, that's not, you know, it's not like a scare tactic on my part, but, um, you know, somebody wants your DNA, they want it for a reason, um, and they probably, you know, I don't know about you, um, I have become more wary of just posting information about myself or the people that I love in environments where I can then not control the use of that information. This would seem to me to be one of those uh, situations. Hey, if you're not familiar with the Golden State, uh, you know, that whole conversation, uh, it's about his great, 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 I'm whether three greats or four, great, great, great grandparents. They used the great, great, great grandparents' DNA, which had been posted on this public website, um, to actually figure out who he was. I mean, first of all, that's pretty cool. That also gives you an opportunity uh, to have a genealogy conversation. Like you can talk about your own family tree in both directions. And then as a Christian, why don't you just segue into a conversation about the genealogy of Jesus? Like that gives you a great opportunity to talk about Jesus's great, great, great grandparents. Hey, in that family tree, there's some pretty interesting women to check out. Um, and I have, uh, I've recently like considered all of the women in Jesus's genealogy, man, they're a mess. So there you go. Some messy women in Jesus' genealogy. His great-great-great-grandmother, she was a Moabite. I know. That's a bad thing in the Old Testament. All right, friends. This is the Bill Bunkley Show. I am your guest host. My name is Carmen LaBerge. Uh, i got to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, joining me will be Icon Erdemir, uh, a former member of the Turkish parliament, to talk about Andrew Brunson and the status of the Andrew Brunson case Andrew Brunson, our Christian brother who is on trial in Turkey for terrorism-related charges, uh, the specific charge is Christianization. All right, friends, this is the Bill Bunkley Show. I'll be right back. Hello, I'm Jeff Day, president of Vargas University's Tampa and Sarasota campuses, reminding you that there's still time to enroll for our summer classes starting on May 10th, 2018. Vargas University offers undergraduate degree programs in psychology, business, and criminal justice, and graduate degree programs in business, education, counseling, and psychology. At Vargas University, you'll benefit from our experienced faculty, small class sizes, and supportive learning environments. To learn more, go to argosy.edu slash Tampa. Are you looking for direction in your life? Here's today's Pathway Minute with Dr. Robert Jeffress. The tragic story of Solomon reminds us that you can start out strong in your relationship with God. But you know what? It doesn't matter how you start out. What matters is how you finish. Some of you right now who are maybe thinking... You've reached that time in your life, your job is secure, your children are reared and out of the house, the mortgage is paid. Now you can just sit back and take it easy. I want to suggest to you that right now, some of you are at the most vulnerable time of your spiritual life because you're at the time in your life when you can very quietly slip away from God. 
kind of like the frog in the kettle. It happens so imperceptibly that you don't even realize what's happening, and your heart becomes cooler and cooler toward the things of God. You're listening to Dr. Robert Jeffress. For information and helpful resources, go to ptv.org. So, how are you enjoying this latest stock market roller coaster ride? You've worked too long and too hard to let market volatility and a tired old spend down strategy rob you of your retirement savings. David J. Scranton, founder of Sound Income Strategies, has dedicated his entire career to educating baby boomers how to avoid becoming prey to market volatility and the retirement spend down trap. To teach you how to get off the roller coaster and transform a potential retirement spend down into retirement income, David's now offering free copies of his latest book, Return on Principle, Seven Core Values to Help Protect Your Money in Good Times and Bad to the first 1,000 boomers to respond to this message by calling 866-913-1234, 866-913-1234. Don't let market volatility ruin your retirement, 866-913-1234, 866-913-1234. Call now for your free book. Studies show if you sleep next to someone who snores, you could be losing an hour of sleep every night. I'm Trina Webster, and I don't have that problem anymore. I'm Dan Webster. We're the founders of Z-Quiet. We know how snoring can turn your sweet dreams into a nightmare of shoving, poking, and morning frustration. Not to mention those dreaded trips to the couch in the middle of the night. Snoring was a real problem for us. I tried everything, even surgery, but nothing worked. That's when we developed an amazing solution called Z-Quiet. Z-Quiet is easy to use and works immediately so you can sleep comfortably without making a sound. Just pop it in before you sleep and kick snoring out of bed forever. Millions of people are sleeping better every night thanks to Z-Quiet. So if better sleep is one of your goals, go to GetZQuiet.com. Z-Quiet fits both men and women. Try it risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to getzquiet.com text sleep to 246810 or go to getzquiet.com at mr sparky our skilled electricians can help fix any electrical problems from breaker boxes to home surge protectors we'll get your life back to normal faster call mr sparky today and get 50 dollars off any repair you don't have to put up with any malarkey call 888 Sparky. Limitations and restrictions may apply. Each location is an independently owned and operated franchise of Mr. Sparky. Each license respectively in their state or county. Saturday mornings at 1030, join us for The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward. And I think it's just a, a really helpful, positive development where we don't have to, you know, avoid important questions like this. We can embrace dialogue. The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward. Saturday mornings at 1030 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Welcome back to the Bill Bunkley Show. My name is Carmen LaBerge. I'm sitting in today for Bill. So welcome. Uh, Welcome to Faith Talk. Welcome to those of you uh, listening throughout the Tampa Bay and Lakeland region of Central Florida. You know, I I actually grew up here in Tampa, and every time I come home, I'll just tell you, I... I'm a little bit jealous of those of you who all still get to live here. All right. Um, hey, before Icon Erdemir comes on and brings us uh, up to date uh, on current 
the current situation with Andrew Brunson uh, facing the resumption of his trial in Turkey uh, on the 7th of May. I thought I would uh, brief you in on this situation for those of you who may not have been following this since October of 2016. So in October of 2016 is probably the first time most people uh, heard the name Andrew Brunson. Prior to that, he and his wife Noreen had uh, been quietly serving in the country of Turkey since 1993. Uh, That's when they moved to Turkey fresh out of seminary here in the United States in order to um, serve Christians who live in Turkey, but then also to seek to um, share the gospel with others. And so uh, in 2010, they actually planted a church called the Eastmere Resurrection Church in the city of Eastmere. And then in 2016, after, you know, frankly, having years and years and years of positive relationships with local law enforcement, positive relationships um, in terms of the humanitarian relief that they were offering uh, throughout the region, On October the 7th, Andrew and his wife, Noreen, were arrested. They were sent to a detention facility. Noreen was later released. Uh, Andrew continued to be held despite no formal charges being levied against him. Uh, In December, after being detained for 63 days, Andrew was charged with uh, membership in an armed terrorist organization. Uh, I will tell you uh, there is no basis whatsoever to those charges. But upon uh, being charged 63 days after uh, being arrested, he was sent to prison. The charging documents and the evidence against him were at that point uh, not presented. Uh, Fast forward to uh, uh, February of 2017, 78 members of the U.S. Congress signed a letter to Turkish President uh, Erdogan requesting Andrew's release. That letter was basically um, ignored. In March of 2017, the U.S. Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson, met with Noreen Brunson in Turkey uh, and sought the release of her husband, Andrew. Uh, In May of uh, 2017, in meetings with uh, President Erdogan in Washington, the U.S. President uh, Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence both on several occasions requested Andrew's release. So you can see that the United States government has been engaged and involved in this conversation. One of the challenges is we're talking about uh, a NATO ally. We're talking uh, when we're talking about the nation of Turkey, we're talking about a country that we don't consider uh, a, a, an activist terrorist nation. And so we don't consider them uh, in the same category that we might consider Iran or North Korea when they're holding our people hostage, uh, as is the case with Andrew Brunson. And so the dealings with Turkey have been somewhat different. Obviously, uh, Andrew's national church body, which is the uh, Evangelical Presbyterian Church, the EPC, has been issuing calls for prayer and fasting. There's all kinds of online uh, efforts. Uh, There's a Facebook page and related resources um, related to prayer efforts and, uh, and and other efforts to uh, mobilize the Christian response. Um, and there was some hope that uh, after uh, Andrew actually went on trial, there was some hope that he would then be released. So the Turkish court actually accepted a 62-page indictment against Andrew uh, in March of 2018 and scheduled the beginning of a trial uh, on April the 16th. Uh, he was able, uh, Andrew was able to meet with a senator from his home state of North Carolina, Tom Tillis, traveled Uh, to meet with Andrew prior to the trial and was with uh, Noreen in the courtroom 
uh, during the trial. Unfortunately, as the trial convened, um, following testimony uh, that uh, they deemed Andrew a flight risk um, and following testimony that was offered by uh, witnesses who were never named and never uh, materialized uh, and evidence produced that uh, was cer- is certainly unverifiable and spurious at best, uh, Andrew was actually returned to prison until the resumption of the trial, which will be May the 7th. In the interim, the U.S. State Department has issued a statement Uh, 66 members of the U.S. Senate have uh, joined together in a bipartisan effort to seek the unconditional release of Andrew Brunson. Uh, And as a follow-up to that letter, uh, Senators uh, James Lankford and uh, Gene Shaheen and Tom Tillis have introduced a bill to prevent the transfer uh, of goods and materials uh, uh, to Ankara, um, for aircraft in Turkey. So things are things are heating up, and to have a further conversation about that, right when we come back from the break, I will be joined by Icon Erdemir, um, who knows a whole lot more about this than I do as a former member of the Turkish parliament. I'm Carmen LeBurge. This is the Bill Bunkley Show, and we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. There are more changes coming to the legal team representing President Trump in the Russia investigation. They were announced today at the White House. The president will be replacing his current attorney with one who once defended Bill Clinton when he was impeached. The president today lavished praise on the new Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. It happened during a ceremony at the State Department. At the ceremonial swearing in, Pompeo said the U.S. faces what he called an unprecedented opportunity on the Korean Peninsula as President Trump prepares to meet with North Korea's Kim Jong-un. Soon, a spokesman for the Georgia Air National Guard says authorities don't yet know what caused a military cargo plane to crash after taking off from a Savannah, Georgia airport, killing at least five people. Senior Master Sergeant Roger Parsons told reporters authorities are still working to make the crash site safe for investigators to come in. On Wall Street at the close, a Dow down 174 points. This is SRN News. If conflict or rebellion are beginning to overwhelm your family, might be time to rethink your parenting strategy. Join us in select movie theaters across the country this May for an authentic story of true family life. The messy, the wonderful, and the redemptive. It's never too late to do the right thing as a parent. The movie Like Arrows will be in theaters two nights only, May 1st and 3rd. You can view the trailer or find a theater near you at likearrowsmovie.com. Bill Bunkley inviting you to join me and my family on an inspirational pilgrimage this November to Israel and Jordan. I've crafted with EDI Travel's renowned historian Boaz Shalgi an incredible itinerary. You'll visit Petra in Jordan, Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Nazareth, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, the Dead Sea, Masada, the Northern Golan Heights, the Lebanese border, Ascalon, 
plus Jerusalem's new U.S. Embassy. We'll share an Israeli dinner at Boaz's home. See this and much more for the all-inclusive credible price of $3,965. Join me, Tony, and Zach on this 10-day all-inclusive pilgrimage November 10th through 19th. As a faithful listener, you've likely heard of my current health challenges. I've been advised by my medical team to plan on leading this spectacular pilgrimage. So come join us. Call 813-515-1510 or check out our complete itinerary online at letstalkfaith.com. Balance of nature's fruits and veggies. I was always just sort of feeling tired. And so I said, maybe this will just help in overall vitality. But in the past couple of years that I've been taking it, I find my energy has been great. I've been sleeping better. I don't get the cravings for junk food as often as I used to. I really attribute it to the product. It's so easy to use. Even if I want to take a capsule for my daughter and I just pull it apart to mix it in some juice or something, just something I'm very grateful to be able to incorporate. I really love the product. I I think it's made such a difference generally feel better, generally have better energy and, and more stamina. Breathing is easier. Walking is easier. You don't you're not in pain anymore. All right? I could go I could go on and on. When you call, use discount code now and we'll take thirty five percent off your first month's order and ship it to you free. Call eight hundred two four six eight seven fifty one or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code now. Affordable family fun is what you get with every Clearwater Threshers game at Spectrum Field. See the stars of tomorrow playing today in the Florida State League. There's lots of promotions, too, including Saturday fireworks, concerts, Dollar Tuesdays, Feeding Frenzy Mondays, Tijuana Flats Taps and Tacos Thursdays, and Brunch on Sundays. Find out more in the complete schedule by going to their website at threshersbaseball.com. Threshers Baseball. Get hooked. When was the last time the owners of a heating and A.C. company took time to share money-saving tips on your A.C. system? Learn how to save on costly repairs and maintenance during Keeping It Cool with Lance, the air guy, and the owners of ACS Home Services, Central Florida's heating and cooling experts. Visit acshomeservices.com and listen to Keeping It Cool every Saturday morning at 7 on Faith Talk AM 570, 910, and FM 102.1. Friends, welcome back. I'm Carmen LaBerge. I'm sitting in for Bill Bunkley. You are listening to The Bill Bunkley Show. You can visit us on, online at letstalkfaith.com. Joining me now is Eichen Erdemir. Eichen uh, is uh, a former member of the Turkish Parliament. Uh, he served in the EU-Turkey Joint Parliamentary Committee and the EU Harmonization Committee. He is an outspoken defender of pluralism, minority rights, and religious freedoms throughout the Middle East. He has been at the forefront of the struggle against religious persecution, hate crimes, and hate speech in Turkey. He's a founding member of the International Panel of Parliamentarians for Freedom of Religion or Belief. He is a drafter and signatory to the Oslo Charter for Freedom of Religion and Belief. Uh, And he joins us today from the Foundation for Defense of Democracies in Washington, D.C. I can thank you again uh, for joining us today on The Bill Bunkley Show. Thank you, Carmen, for having me. It's a great pleasure to join you. Okay, so the indictment against Andrew Brunson, I would like for you to share with our listeners, um, you know, I think that, you know, we think in the United States about our Miranda rights, we think about having access to an attorney, we think about uh, life in prison in the U.S. as as one thing, 
That's not what Andrew has experienced. It not, it's not what he's experiencing now. Talk with us about the indictment and Andrew's experience to this point. Um, yes. First of all, we have to recognize that Turkey has been under state of emergency since the abortive coup of July 2016, uh, which means uh, Pastor Andrew Brunson uh, has basically no due process, no attorney-client privilege. Uh, he can be in pre-trial detention for up to seven years, and for the first 17 months of his imprisonment, he had no indictment to take a look at. So his legal defense team uh, only received an indictment after 17 months in March, and uh, sadly that indictment was first leaked to Turkey's pro-government press, to Turkey's Islamist press, before it was handed over to Pastor Brunson's attorneys, which means uh, he basically has very little uh, opportunity uh, to defend himself. Uh, for example, just to give you uh, one very shocking detail, every time he meets with his attorney, uh, they are accompanied uh, by state officials. Uh, it can, their conversation can be recorded. And the notes that his attorney takes, uh, they can be copied. Uh, so, so when we talk about you know, Andrew in a Turkish prison, in the Turkish court system, uh, it, it really is surreal, and it's very hard, uh, I think, for the American public to uh, recognize what he's going through. Hmm. Tell us, um, uh, Icon, a little bit about the charges against Andrew. What is he being charged with, and, and how do you consider those charges? Yes, so after a 17-month wait, uh, we finally saw the 62-page indictment. Uh, first of all, uh, let me state it very clearly. There isn't a single shred of evidence uh, for any wrongdoing in the 62-page indictment. So after months and months of preparation, uh, the Turkish prosecutors could not even present a single convincing uh, case. You know, they keep on accusing him of uh, working with two terrorist organizations. One is the uh, Kurdistan Workers' Party, uh, the Kurdish insurgent group, and the other one is Fetter, the, the Fetullahist terrorist group. This is a, a Sunni Muslim cleric who currently lives in the U.S., who used to be Turkish President Erdogan's closest ally between 2002 and 2013, who later had a fallout and is uh, widely believed in Turkey to be behind the failed coup attempt. So Andrew is now charged with being a member of and working with these two designated organizations, terrorist organizations in Turkey. And it's interesting because these two organizations, networks, are arch rivals. So it doesn't even make sense. Uh, moreover, he's accused of espionage. He's, uh, he was earlier accused of trying to overthrow the government. So basically, ludicrous charges. And you might wonder, what do they base these accusations on? Uh, and it's shocking to say, but uh, there are three secret witnesses. So there are three supposed individuals whose names we don't know, who did not attend the first hearing on April 16th, uh, who were in another room. Uh, th there was a video conference. Their faces were distorted. Uh, their voices were altered. And there was very little cross-examination. 
And um, to be frank, most of the accusations these three secret witnesses bring are from almost like from science fiction novels. They're uh, ludicrous accusations. Uh, and it, it's clear that either these individuals are not mentally stable individuals or they, they have just been uh, used by the Turkish police uh, and the prosecutors to smear and defame Andrew. Okay, so friends, I'm having a conversation with uh, Dr. Eichen Erdemir, uh, and he serves with an organization in D.C. that's called the Foundation for Defense of Democracies. The reason we're having a conversation with Eichen is that he uh, he spent a number of years uh, as a politician in Turkey. He understands uh, President Erdogan better than any of us do. Uh, he knows the situation on the ground in Turkey, and he can speak to uh, the experience of Andrew Brunson, in part because, uh, unlike you and I, he can actually read the 62-page indictment uh, in the language in which it is written. And so, um, I can when you when you when you look at the indictment, when you recognize the things that Andrew's being charged with, and you say to yourself, "Look, this does not feel like a legitimate. Um, these do not feel like legitimate charges." That leads us to then ask the question: What's really going on here? Can you unpack for us what you think is really going on here? Yes. First, I think it's important to uh, realize that Andrew is just one of the dozens of uh, hostages, pawns, Turkish president uh, has detained or imprisoned since the failed coup. And every single one of the roughly three dozen individuals have been Western nationals. So they're either Americans or EU citizens. So this is part of Turkey's Islamist president, Erdogan's uh, kind of anti-Western uh, politics, anti-Western challenge. Now, uh, again, when we take a look at these individuals, almost every single one uh, have been kind of framed and defamed and smeared in similar ways. Most of them have been charged with, you know, being terrorists, trying to overthrow the government, under try, undermine the Turkish state. And... Uh, there are also three uh, U.S. consular workers who are Turkish citizens. They are called Foreign Service Nationals, uh, working for the U.S. missions in Turkey. And two of them are in prison, and one is in house arrest. So this is really a, a, an ongoing harassment of Western nationals and employees in Turkey. And what Erdogan has in mind is uh, using these uh, hostages uh, as bargaining chips, as leverage in bilateral and multilateral relations with the West. Actually, this is not just my inference, my speculation. Erdogan has been extremely frank. For example, uh, once in a public address, he said uh, to the U.S., you know, give me Fethullah Gülen, this Muslim cleric who is in U.S., and I will give you Andrew. Or uh, in his dealings with Germany, we know uh, from the media that there was an attempt to exchange German prisoners with German defense products and tank technology. Or in, in the case of two Czech citizens in Turkish prison, uh, there was an offer to the Czech Republic. Uh, Turkey said, extradite the Syrian Kurdish leader in Czech Republic, and we'll hand over these two Czech citizens convicted on terrorism charges in Turkey. So this is really a very uh, a dark hostage diplomacy that we know from 
uh, Iran's playbook, from North Korea's uh, playbook, from Russia's uh, playbook. Now, what's really worrying is we're talking about a NATO ally, Turkey. You know, Turkey is the second largest military in NATO after the United States, but clearly under an Islamist president's rule, you know, since 2002, Turkey has uh, become a rogue NATO ally. All right. So you um, you used a lot of terms in there that I think have probably uh, piqued the interest of our listeners. Um, I, I guarantee you there were definitely places along in there where listeners uh, here on the Bill Bunkley show were saying to themselves, now, wait a second. I thought I thought Turkey was a NATO ally, which which it is. Um, and yet we're likening what they're doing and their behavior to nations like Iran, North Korea and Russia. We're we're talking about hostage diplomacy. We're talking about uh, the treatment of, of of American and other Western citizens in ways that we're not supposed to be treating one another citizens if we're indeed allied with one another um, under under NATO and other agreements. So tell us what's going on here in terms of the deterioration of Turkey as a pluralistic uh, nation. Uh, now, t- Turkey has been a unique country. It's a Muslim-majority country. Uh, it, 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 it abolished, you know, sultanate and caliphate back in the 20s, uh, had a constitution with the separation of mosque and state, so it was the first formerly secular country in the Muslim-majority world, and became a member of NATO, Council of Europe, became a candidate country for the European Union. So that was a Turkey which could be a model uh, for the Muslim-majority countries in the Middle East and uh, in, the, in the world, uh, it, it, because Turkey was proof that you can combine uh, a Muslim population with free market, parliamentary democracy, and you know, rights and freedoms. Uh, Turkey was the first country to recognize Israel, uh, but since 2002, unfortunately, that picture is changing. Uh, you know, uh, today, uh, today's President Erdogan, back then uh, the leader of the Justice and Development Party, AKP, came to power, and he, since that day, since November 2002, Erdogan used whatever means he had for what I call social engineering, you know, to impose his Islamist view uh, on not only Turkey's society and economy, but also on Turkey's foreign policy. So we have been seeing a very contentious Turkey trying to undermine the transatlantic alliance, trying to undermine transatlantic values, uh, you know, uh, minorities uh, increasingly becoming scapegoats of Erdogan's uh, jingoistic, chauvinistic language. Uh, So that's what we are observing, and unfortunately, neither on the European Union end nor on the U.S. end, were we able to come up with a a, a sound policy to prevent Turkey's drift away from the NATO. Hmm. Icon, can you stay with me through a break um, that we need to take here? Uh, And and when we come back, can we talk about what you expect to happen next at the resumption of Andrew's trial on May the 7th? Sure. Great. All right, friends, my conversation is with Ikan Erdemir. He is a former member of the Turkish Parliament. He now works in Washington, D.C. 
at the Foundation for Defense of Democracies. Um, there's all kinds of stories about why he lives here and not there. But we um, we are going to continue our conversation specifically about Andrew Brunson and the deterioration of really democracy in Turkey uh, as it relates to religious freedom, religious liberty, and the hope of pluralism. All right, friends, it's the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Carmen LeBurge. We'll be right back. It's the Cal Thomas Commentary. And now here is America's number one syndicated columnist, Cal Thomas. Most people know what the word vulgar means, and most civilized people try to avoid being vulgar in public and even in private. Not these days. Vulgarity has gone mainstream. At last Saturday's White House Correspondents' Dinner, vulgarity ruled in the person of so-called comedian Michelle Wolf. I can't repeat what she said, but it was vulgar, crude, and cruel. She made ugly references to Press Secretary Sarah Sanders and Kellyanne Conway. She called both of them liars. She also used language that even most men don't use. President Trump was smart not to attend this journalistic celebration of themselves. This will reinforce his view of the media as fake and biased. It will also lower whatever level of credibility these people have left with people who don't live on the coasts. That would be flyover country. In 1995, after a crude performance by Don Imus in front of the Clintons, the head of the Radio TV Correspondents Association sent a letter of apology. Don't look for that to happen this time. I'm Cal Thomas in Washington. For a free copy of today's commentary and other information, visit calthomas.com or send a written request mentioning the date and subject to Values Through Media, Post Office Box 7065, Arlington, Virginia, 22207. Tax-deductible gifts support these commentaries and are appreciated. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My husband and I wanted to buy a new car, and we don't have very good credit ratings, so the bank recommended Trinity, so we called them. And the people were very nice. They told us the best solution for our problems. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-793-9159 to talk to a certified counselor. Trinity consolidated our bills, got us a lower interest rate, and a much better monthly payment. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We feel much better now. Things are going pretty well. And since we've been with Trinity, our credit rating has really improved. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-793-9159. My name is Ann, and we're debt-free for keeps. 1-800-793-9159. The best Christian music to brighten your day. Messages that inspire hope, life, and spiritual transformation from the nation's leading Christian teachers. And a safe place for you to grow in your faith. Sound like something you could use? Visit ChristianRadio.com. ChristianRadio.com is a place you can find hope when it seems there is none. Now, all of your favorite Christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go. Join us online and on your mobile app at ChristianRadio.com. Saturday mornings at 8. Ask an attorney with Joe Pippen. In the benefit of the trust is no probate, no guardianship, quick, easy, fast, efficient, and private documents. And uh, in this case, we provided for each of them for the rest of their life with some security factor there and also provided for their children. Ask an attorney with Joe Pippen. Saturday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com.
friends. Welcome back to the Bill Bunkley Show. I am Carmen LaBerge, sitting in Bill's chair today, and joining me is Dr. Ikan Erdemir. He is a former member of the Turkish Parliament. Uh, he serves with an organization in D.C. called the Foundation for Defense of Democracies. Uh, and we are talking today not only about the situation of Andrew Brunson, whose case we have been closely following since October of 2016, uh, but we're also talking about the deterioration of, uh, really, of everything democratic in terms of the nation of Turkey. So, Icon, again, thank you so much for joining us today on the Bill Bunkley Show. What do you, um, let's move into a conversation about what you expect to happen when the trial resumes on May the 7th. Now, this is going to be the second hearing in this trial. Uh, the first one was on April 16th. Uh, it was um, an, uh, an outlier trial because it lasted almost 12 hours. Uh, and uh, kind of this, uh, the decision, the court decision to continue Andrew's imprisonment came at 10 p.m., which really is uh, not the usual practice in Turkey, uh, so it, which shows that this is an extraordinary trial where Turkish President Erdogan has basically a direct hand. So uh, nothing can really happen in this trial without the Turkish president's uh, permission. Or, uh, so uh, on May 7th, unfortunately, uh, I'm not really optimistic. Uh, although the indictment is ludicrous uh, and, and has no substance, uh, I, I doubt that the judges uh, can release Andrew um, Despite the fact that, uh, you know, he's not doing well, uh, he has lost 50 pounds, uh, he is on medication, uh, he had at least uh, one uh, kind of breakdown, emotional breakdown during the first hearing on April 16th. Uh, uh, but nevertheless, uh, I think uh, Turkish President Erdogan needs to continue to hold Andrew as a hostage especially now that he has called snap elections for June 24th. Uh, from the Turkish president's point of view, releasing Andrew in the run-up to the elections uh, would appear uh, as a sign of weakness for his Islamist kind of supporters. Uh, this would seem as if he's bowing down to pressure from the United States. So uh, I think um, the only hope for Andrew would be after the elections. And, of course, we're hoping that uh, the Turkish president, although the playing field is not level, uh, will lose the elections and Turkey will, you know, go back on a path to democracy, which will also hopefully bring with it uh, the freeing of Andrew Brunson. Okay, so now you and I have had other conversations about this situation uh, in other contexts. And so I'm going to draw on something that you um, have said in another conversation and that is in in reference to President Erdogan. Um, I think that in another conversation, you have used um, a description uh, of an Islamist strongman. Explain explain the difference between uh, Erdogan and uh, and a a leader who might be a Muslim but would not be behaving in this way toward non-Muslim people. Yes, so what really determines uh, Erdogan's uh, politics is not his, his faith as a Muslim, but his commitment to a, a, a radical Islamist ideology. And, 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 and there is a major difference between the two. Be, be, because when we take a look at Turkey, a country of 80 million, 
which is predominantly Muslim, uh, you know, we also see tens of millions of uh, Muslims who believe in the separation of mosque and state, who believe in a Turkey committed to kind of the NATO and Council of Europe, uh, and basically fundamental rights and freedoms. Uh, whereas Erdogan's worldview uh, is one which is uh, geared towards majoritarianism. He believes that you know, Sunni Muslims of his walk of life have the right to rule Turkey, not only rule Turkey, dominate over others, uh, but he also has global ambitions. He would like to be uh, the leader of uh, similar uh, kind of Islamist majoritarian uh, parties uh, all the way from North Africa to Southeast Asia. Uh, and uh, this, what I call kind of exclusivist ideology, uh, unfortunately, um, has only one um, role for religious minorities, and that is uh, to be subservient, to be kind of second class, to be tolerated. So Erdogan sees himself as a benevolent leader who tolerates others, uh, but that's a very uh, it, it's, it's a very imperial vision of things. It, it, it's not one that's based on citizenship and equality and religious freedoms. It's one that is based on uh, kind of an imperial vision of a kind of a sultan who, in a way, bestows some rights, uh, but it's just a, a personal favor. Mm. Icon again, um, thank you so much. Every time I talk with you, it is a it is an education. Uh, friends, you can visit the Foundation for Defense of Democracies online. Uh, you can track what they're up to and what they're doing. Uh, Icon, thank you so much for joining us today on the Bill Bunkley Show. Uh, thanks again for having me. Friends, let's continue in our uh, prayers for Andrew Brunson, um, and let's continue to be people who hold out great hope for the transformation of culture and society uh, in Turkey. Um, I think that we can be praying not only toward the May 7th uh, uh, trial of Andrew Brunson, but we can be praying toward the June 24th snap elections that have been called in that country. All right, friends, we got to take another break. Uh, when we come back, you're actually going to hear an interview that Bill Carl is doing with travel cats. All right, friends, this is the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm your guest host, Carmen LaBerge, and we'll be right back. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. I'm Bill Carl, in for Bill Bunkley today. Thanks so much for listening to Faith Talk 570, 910-FM 102.1. Had this conversation with my kids uh, the other day. Hey, guys, you've got basically four more weeks of school, and then you're out. And uh, we were kind of talking about some of the places that they'd like to go and see what they'd like to do this summer. And uh, I'll tell you, if you're in that same place and you're trying to put it together and you're trying to get it done now and everything's crazy for you, you need to call my friends Catherine and Sandra at Travel Cats. Travel, K-A-T-Z dot com. 
They host a program on our sister station, AM 1380 The Biz, Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. And I got to tell you, that show, Vacation Nation, Travel Cats, is just a wonderful opportunity to kind of in your mind make that journey and really just kind of whet your appetite for what it means to travel around the world and here at home. So, ladies, I'm so thankful that you could join me today. It's good oh. to see you. I was the producer of that show for a long time, so I feel like, oh, my kids are back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, if, if the radio listeners really want to know the truth, I think this was uh, a show that we birthed for you because mm-hmm. yes. you had the original idea but just yeah. never had the opportunity to put it together. Well, I didn't have the folks to do it, so and, you guys are perfect. Yeah. And we came along and, and sat down beside you, and that's all she wrote. Yep. It was just really a blessing for us in the long run. We didn't have any idea about doing a radio show before. Oh, I know. And someone, we just have a lot of fun with it. Someone tapped me on the shoulder after a Bill Bunkley interview and said, you need to be on the radio. And I go, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. But now you can't get the mic away from me. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we were we were at a recent event, and, and Catherine walked right up on the stage and took the mic from me. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And I was like, you know, I really don't let anybody in my life ever do that. I know. So that was a big moment for all of us. Yes, I, uh, I could tell. But, and you, but you know, I want to say this really quick. Uh, I had somebody the other day say to me, are there really even travel agencies anymore? And I thought of y'all immediately because what you do is so different and so good, and especially in a world where everything kind of comes prepackaged, take it or leave it, you don't really have a choice. If you order the steak, it's coming with the mashed onions. I mean, there's not a lot of choices, especially with electronic travel booking. For those who don't know you, talk a little bit about what sets Travel Cats apart. Oh, Travel Cats, uh, what do we do that's different? We we talk to you, we listen, we have relationships with our, our suppliers, they listen to us, we can customize trips. And we can also save you money in the long run. It's all included, yeah. uh, all inclusive. Yes, we do uh, all inclusives in spite of groups. You know, we don't, we're not going to nickel, nickel and, and dime you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and how hard is it these days, you know, if you want to book a trip that involves more than two to four people, let's say you have a, a, a company junket that you want to go on, or uh, you have a whole family, you got, you know, 20 people and you're all wanting mm-hmm. to go, you mm-hmm. know, to Key West, or you're wanting to go out West or do something. West seems to be a theme in my mind right now. Not only do you have to worry about the airline, oh gosh. you got to worry about how are you going to book 20 people in one hotel or what are the accommodations going to be like? Well, how are we going to get from here to there? And these are the kind of things that you come to Travel Cats for, yes. and, and they, you guys, you handle yeah. all the grief. Well, yes. you know what? I've just been doing the same thing for my family because mm-hmm. we are going on an adventure uh, tour of Alaska this summer. Wow. And there are, are going to be 14 of us, and we, I had to do all the airlines, all the rooms in one hotel, I had to do the, the plane to get to Juno. Wow. So, and I worked mostly yesterday uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but on getting it all the parts together. There better be but some thank you is, notes, too. Yes, this yeah. is what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, And if you want to spend six hours putting everything together. As opposed okay. to spending the time with yeah. your family. This is, this yeah. is I'm doing it because of, uh, you know, this is a special thing for mm-hmm. my family. But this is the kind of thing I do, and Catherine and, and Carol do all the time, 
to put a special trip together for mm-hmm. you. Exactly. So that's what we what we do. If you want to spend six hours working on your <laughs> well, I mean, look at look at what you had to go through. How many airlines did you have to check? How many hotels did you have to look at? You had this person wanting to stay here, this person wanting to stay there. Mm-hmm. I you did. Know, and and but nobody. I, I ended up telling him we're going to stay here. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's your family, though. But, you know, um, that's what the benefit of using a travel agent is. Yes. I mean, you've got you've got all this preparation and everything. And if you, like Car- like Catherine, like Carol, like Sandra said, <laughs> if you want to spend that kind of time on the computer, then go right ahead. But use us. Yeah. Use us. Yeah. Travelcats.com. Travelkatz.com. And I can personally vouch, and I'm not getting an endorsement fee. Nobody's <laughs> asked me to say this, but a couple of years back, Kids wanted to try that whole Great Wolf Lodge experience, yes. and we were getting really frustrated with trying to do that online. And I was like, can you guys just handle this? And we had the very best time, and it was all set up. And it was so nice to have somebody else handle the grief and then get an email that went, you're going here, here, and here, and here. Poof, done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travel Cats, uh, Sandra and Catherine, and now Carol, a part of that team. Ladies, I, I know that summer's coming up and uh, a lot of people ready to jump on vacation. What are some special things that you're uh, you're talking about, special trips? Well, actually, we have one, uh, one on our site called Washington, D.C. and Beyond. And that goes, uh, this. it's uh, the third week in July. Mm-hmm. And it's a five-day trip going on luxury uh, uh, motor coach mm-hmm. up to D.C., we see all kinds of wonderful things there. We're going to the Museum of uh, the Bible, and we're going to go to the White House. Oh, I gonna... can't wait. For and that. then it's off to Kentucky, right? Yeah, and then we're yes. going to go to cross to Kentucky, uh-huh. and we're going to see the, uh, Museum, the Ark uh, Encounter. Yes, and Creation the, uh, Museum. Yes. And the Kentucky Horse Park. We're going to have dinner on a riverboat, a paddle boat. Wow. Uh, then we're going to have dinner out of town at the Berea, the famous uh, Boone uh, Boone Tavern. Boone yeah. Tavern and mm-hmm. Restaurant, oh. yes. So that's <laughs> July the 22nd, and it's on our website. So there you go. Go to TravelCats.com, TravelKATZ.com. You could do D.C., Kentucky, kind of a whole God and Country tour yeah. all packed into one there with our friends at Travel Cats. Ladies, that's a good way of putting you it. You like that? Yeah. You can yeah. keep that. Thanks yeah. for listening to Faith Talk 57910 FM 102.1. This hour is sponsored by EDI Travel. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open. In Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll-free, 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now... The president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. All right, that would be a heck of a promotion for me. I am not the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. And I am not Bill Bunkley. I'm Carmen LaBerge, and I am thrilled to be uh, guest hosting today for my friend Bill Bunkley. Uh, we continue to lift up our uh, our prayers of concern 
for him and trust the Lord to bring his complete healing and thank God for doctors and medicine and all kinds of good stuff. All right. Um, You know, I was noting during the break, there's a lot of talk of travel here. You know, people like to actually come to where you people live. I mean, you know, I, I traveled to Florida, and it seems like you guys are all trying to get out of Florida. So, um, I, I mean, you know, we're talking about maybe going to D.C. and Kentucky. Um, I got to tell you, Nashville, which is where I live, is a nice place to visit if you if you need a place to go. Uh, we, we've also got all kinds of opportunities for um for you to go, I mean, I'm looking at all of these incredible experiences. You could go on the Israel tour with Bill. Uh, that's November 10th to the 19th. You could also go to Israel with Tony and uh, Lois Evans, and that is uh, that's also in November. You could go to uh, a Reformation tour and river cruise with Alistair Begg. Are you kidding me? That's July 31st to August the 12th. Oh, my goodness. That's like Prague and... Oh, that one's crazy. Budapest. I mean, yeah, you ought to go on that one. We ought to all sign up for that. The Danube. That's where we're going. Wow. Okay, I'm I'm flipping through because it goes on and on and on. Um, I got to tell you, all kinds of opportunity. Um, just the folks here at letstalkfaith.com. I mean, apparently, you know, they want to spend time with you. They don't want to just talk at you. They want to talk with you. They want to provide opportunities for you as listeners to actually engage with the people that you hear on the radio, engage with one another. Um, we talk about let's talk faith. We're not just talking about us talking about faith. We're talking about talking together about the things of the faith. So as people of faith, let's find opportunities to get together. Let me um, encourage you, if you have not done so already, don't miss the um, the Like Arrows uh, event uh, you got one more chance. That's May the 3rd. That's tomorrow. You can get your tickets online by visiting likearrowsmovie.com. Um, here's why I'm sharing this with you. I actually had the opportunity to interview the Like Arrows folks on my daily program, which is Connecting Faith. You can check it out at reconnectwithcarmen.com. Um, and there's no question in my mind that the effort to develop not only this movie, but the um, but the resources, the family life, art of parenting resources that complement this movie. It's this, so this isn't just a movie event. This is actually an opportunity um, to to engage in a conversation in your own home and with others, you know, about how we're raising our kids and what it actually means to um, to raise our kids in such a way in this culture, in this day, and in this time. Uh, that, you know, that their hearts would be set toward God. And that's really where we want to aim them. So let me encourage you, if you haven't seen it already, there's one more night uh, available. You'll go to likearrowsmovie.com tomorrow night, May the 3rd. Don't miss it. All right, friends, I got all kinds of headline news I want to talk about. John Stemberger is going to be joining me here in a few minutes to talk about a couple of the headlines of the day. Um, And so I don't want to spoil those. So instead, I'm going to read you some crazy headlines. Here's a crazy one. California developer running for Senate in California and Florida. So I had to read it twice. It's actually highlighted in two different colors for me in case I mess up. California developer running for Senate in California and Florida. So a guy named Rocky De La Fuente is a California businessman. He qualified Tuesday as a Republican candidate for the U.S. Senate in Florida. He's also a Senate candidate in California. Previously, he ran for an office in New York City. He challenged the mayor of New York City. Um, so anyway, uh, in um, 
Oh, it also says here, this is, I missed this part. Now, see, now he just seems crazy. In 2016, he ran for president. <laughs> okay. He and, like, everybody else. Okay. So there's another presidential election coming up in 2020 and one in 24. And, you know, who knows? Look, keep, keep out an eye for Rocky de la Fuente. All right. Uh, he, you know what? It's, he's got a name that's fun to say, so he might get people just for that. Uh, here's two stories for you that are well, one of them's local, local. Here you go. Here is um, here's an article uh, from right here in Tampa Bay. Byline is Tampa, Florida. Four cars damaged by acid-like liquid in popular Tampa parking lots. Okay, I might have tried a little different, snappier headline. Um, apparently, in the last month, someone has been splashing cars with acid-like liquid uh, in in busy Tampa parking lots. Uh, deputies are not sure if the incidents are related, um, so they they don't think maybe possibly you have just one person spewing acid, that maybe there are multiple acid spewers. I don't know. That seems unlikely. The most recent happened in a shared parking lot near the AMC Veterans Movie Theater and the Starbucks off Anderson Road. Um, all right, so... Um, we don't know if it's random. Uh, you know, they, well, they're saying that they, they think that it's random. They say it's hard to predict. I think it's a person who wants your parking place. So, you know, maybe, maybe here, this will be the health notice of the day. Park further away in the part of the parking lot where nobody else is parked, and then you're probably parked in a place that nobody else wants, and your car will probably be safe. So there you go. That will be my uh, health the health line encouragement from Carmen uh, today, treat your body as a temple of the Holy Spirit. Take a few more steps. Park a little bit further away. This is when my friends would say, see, she can turn any headline into, uh, let, me, let me get God back into that conversation. A uh, few extra steps. All right. No tolls for I-275, uh, the Florida Department of Transportation decides. But now it focuses switches, its focus switches to I-75. Okay, so apparently... People are eyeing um, some tolls, having some tolls here. A plan for express toll lanes on Interstate 275 North through Barris Avenue is officially dead. Okay. But the Florida Department of Transportation is now giving more weight to the prospect of toll lanes along stretches of Interstate 75. Now, let me just tell you, I, I lived here when the Crosstown Expressway was built. And I lived in South Tampa, and I remember uh, all of the conversations related to a toll road. You know, nobody was ever going to use a toll road. No, Nobody was ever going to do that. Nobody was ever going to pay to drive on a road. And nobody wanted to go all, all the way out there anyway. There was nothing out there. When they built the Crosstown Expressway, there was nothing out there at what is now the end of it. And now there's a lot of stuff out there. Like a lot of people live out there. Okay, so out there is now actually not that far away anymore. Why is that? Because they built the road and we figured out a way to pay for it. So here are your two options. You can either uh, charge the people who use the road, which is called a toll, or you can charge everybody to build the road. That's called a tax. So you pick it. Pick your venom here. If you're going to build a road, um, and you feel like, you, you know, you know are, are we putting a toll on I-75 so we can build more roads somewhere else? Is that the idea here? Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, you got a lot of people down here, and they need to move around. So uh, you got all kinds of options on how you might uh, – oh, apparently we want to build a BRT line. I'm going to have to do more research so I know more about this. All right, friends, we got a minute before we got to take a break. Um, let me just uh, give a shout out here to the National Day of Prayer, which is taking place tomorrow. 
Uh, I don't know uh, how many of you are paying attention when the president calls you to pray about something, but you've been called to prayer tomorrow. Everybody, every single one of you, regardless of your faith perspective, uh, you've been called to pray. You've been called to pray for the nation. And the, and the theme is unity. And so we're going to each fan the flame of unity tomorrow in our prayers. We're going to pray for those in authority because we have been commanded by God to do so. Whether or not we agree with the politics of the, posi- of the people in positions of power and authority, we are going to be diligent to pray for them. All right, friends, I'm Carmen LaBerge. This is the Bill Bunkley Show. When I come back, I'll be joined by John Stenbrenner, the uh, president and general counsel of the Florida Family Policy Council, right here on the Bill Bunkley Show. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Jeff Day, president of Vargas University's Tampa and Sarasota campuses, reminding you that there's still time to enroll for our summer classes starting on May 10th, 2018. Vargas University offers undergraduate degree programs in psychology, business, and criminal justice, and graduate degree programs in business, education, counseling, and psychology. At Vargas University, you'll benefit from our experienced faculty, small class sizes, and supportive learning environments. To learn more, go to argosy.edu slash Tampa. Bill Bunkley inviting you to join me and my family on an inspirational pilgrimage this November to Israel and Jordan. I've crafted with EDI Travel's renowned historian Boaz Shalgi an incredible itinerary. You'll visit Petra in Jordan, Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Nazareth, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, the Dead Sea, Masada, the Northern Golan Heights, the Lebanese border, Ascalon, plus Jerusalem's new U.S. Embassy. We'll share an Israeli dinner at Boaz's home. See this and much more for the all-inclusive credible price of $3,965. Join me, Tony, and Zach on this 10-day all-inclusive pilgrimage November 10th through 19th. As a faithful listener, you've likely heard of my current health challenges. I've been advised by my medical team to plan on leading this spectacular pilgrimage. So come join us. Call 813-515-1510 or check out our complete itinerary online at letstalkfaith.com. Hi, can I help you? Yes, I have a snoring problem. Uh, can you describe it for me, please? Well, it's about... Five foot eleven with curly hair and a moustache. I see. Introducing Mute, sleep technology that opens the nose to increase airflow by an average of 38% so you and your partner can enjoy a good night's sleep. Mute, breathe more, snore less, sleep better. Available now at Walgreens, CVS and GNC. I'm Amy Eric, founder and CEO of Madison Reed a company that's revolutionizing the way women color their hair, a company I named after my daughter. Madison Reed is the ultimate hair color hack. The quality of a salon, the convenience and affordability of at-home hair color, and an ammonia-free formula with ingredients you could feel good about. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first purchase. Use code RADIANTHAIR. This is Owen Strand for townhall.com. Here are the rules today. You must be pro-woman at all times, unless, that is, the woman you're engaging is conservative or religious. We saw an example of this cultural double standard at this past weekend's White House Correspondents' Dinner. This dinner has a history of friendly banter, but comedian Michelle Wolf crossed the line. Even as she joked about abortion, she attacked White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders, making fun of her looks and repeatedly called her a liar. Whatever our political differences, let's be clear. This kind of public abuse is reprehensible. It's especially shocking because supposedly we're in a tolerant age that prizes diversity. In practice, it seems some people deserve respect and some don't. This is the strangest of ages. 
When a woman is conservative or religious, you can say whatever you want about her. I have a better idea. Let's treat all women with respect. I'm Owen Strand. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. When one of our kids was little and I would tuck her in at night, I'd say, do you know how much I love you? And she'd get big tears in her eyes. As a parent, you love those sweet moments, as John Ortberg describes on Focus on the Family Minute. I remember going then to the next kid's room and saying, do you have any idea how much Daddy loves you? And she's just looking up at me, and I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm really connected now. And, and then what she says to me is, Daddy, you've got something hanging from your nose. <laughs> and it's like... It's not going to be the same. I can I get to love this child, but it's not going to look the same way that it does with his other child. And so to recognize your child's interests, their IQs, whether or not they want to go to college, whether or not they want to climb a ladder, whether you're a, a ladder, you have to die to all that stuff. And you have to recognize how it is that God has wired your child and accepting that this child is the way that God has wired them and not the way you want them to be. More parenting insights from John Ortberg at FamilyMinute.org. Sunday mornings at 7.30. Don't miss the crucified message with Dr. Tony Young Jr. Let me remind you, that's the way you and I have acted toward God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But not only that, he gives us life. He gives us health, strength, food, shelter, and clothing. The crucified message with Dr. Tony Young Jr., Sunday mornings at 7.30 on Faith Talk AM 570 and online at letstalkfaith.com. That uh, Those are the strains of I Can Only Imagine. I hope that is a film that you have seen in addition to a song that you sing, in addition to the way you look forward to heaven. My name's Carmen LaBerge, and I am sitting in uh, here for Bill Bunkley on The Bill Bunkley Show. Uh, greetings to you. Um, okay, so uh, I got this headline today. Uh, I, I can pull this one from the New York Post, but actually it's a headline I could have pulled from a number of newspapers across the country today. Um, Cigna has surveyed 20,000 Americans, and some of the standout uh, information in this particular report is about those in the age group of 18 to 22. And so the headline is, that is covered this way in this particular article, Post-Millennials are the loneliest generation. So when we talk about post-millennials, we're talking about anybody, uh, you know, maybe under, I see it's, it's hard to gauge where the end of a generation is. So let's say anybody under 23, right? And yet we don't really think of Generation Z until we think about at least 18-year-olds, maybe 19-year-olds. We've got these little, this is a little about people on the fringe, on the edge of either Gen Z or the millennials. They're either really young millennials or they're really old Gen Zers. This is the way we're talking about it. And so we got these people uh, who are digital natives. They are the most well uh, connected in terms of technology of any generation that has ever lived. I mean, technically, they are literally connected to more people in more places uh, at a faster rate of speed than any of us could really ever imagine. And yet... They describe themselves as, ex- I mean, extremely lonely. They are statistically lonelier than the oldest generation, including our seniors who are 72 and over. So we're talking about the youngest adults, uh, 18 to 22, 
having an epi- having epidemic levels of loneliness. Now, this is being addressed as a mental health concern and therefore a health concern and therefore a concern for Cigna, which is a health insurance company. And so that's how you get to um, these kinds of questions about loneliness or depression in a survey sponsored by a health insurance company. So Cigna is interested in knowing, um, you know, what they should be planning for as they strategize for the future related to uh, what they're going to have to deliver in terms of health care. And increasingly, uh, what it looks like healthcare companies are going to have to be uh, I- insuring against are loneliness-related illnesses, loneliness-related um, challenges. So loneliness has reached, uh, this article states, dangerous or epidemic levels in America, with Generation Z ranking the most isolated of any group, according to this these new alarming statistics that were just released uh, yesterday. Um, and so what they did was they, they surveyed 20,000 Americans ages 18 and older between February 21st and March the 6th. So this is, you know, fresh data. And they found that this youngest age band, ages 18 to 22, uh, feel incredibly lonely. They actually feel as if uh, no one understands them. And so this got me thinking, um, what are the primary needs of people and why are those primary needs going unmet in a, in a culture and in a time when we are the most connected we've ever been, at least through social media? Uh, and and so I turned to um, friends like the friends at um, oh you could turn to the Fuller Youth Ministry Institute they've got a ton of uh, of good research related to these kinds of things like how do you engage these conversations with young people I would have you turn to Summit Ministries I would have you turn to Impact Three Hundred and Sixty which is a ministry that um, that works with young people in terms of overcoming these issues related to. Um, identity, meaning, and belonging. And that's really what we're talking about here. If you have people who are feeling isolated and lonely, um, they misunderstand who they are, they misunderstand what their life is about, and they misunderstand that they're a part of something bigger. And so we're talking here about a serious identity crisis in the United States. And it's an identity crisis uh, that is deeply affecting the youngest adults among us. And so if you've, you know, if you've wondered if you, you know, if, if you're one of those people who's been like, hey, kids these days, right? Oh, those kids these days. All right. Well, those kids these days, uh, if you're talking about millennials, hey, they're now all adults and they're having kids. Okay. So you can't regard the millennials as those kids, right? We actually now have a whole generation younger than millennials. They're called Generation Z. And if you've not... Uh, gotten up to speed on Gen Z research. Everybody's doing it. Um, Barna has a Gen Z report out, um, as does Pew. And so there's all kinds of places that you could go to read up on what are the characteristics of, of the youngest Americans. Here's a surprising stat for you among youngest Americans. Uh, anybody, uh, anybody listening uh, know anybody under 10? Well, um, if you know a child under 10, then in America, you likely know a non, uh, non-majority non white child because the 10-year-olds, kids who are now 10, uh, everybody under 10, 10 and under, um, if they're white, they're now, mi- they're now minority white in America. So there you go. There's something interesting to know about diversity and change in the U.S. and how we might be preparing um, for those changes and uh, and integrating the reality of those changes into our life and ministries and, and things at church. Okay, so when we talk about uh, bringing hope to the next generation, we talk about uh, conversations related to identity, meaning, and belonging. So you just have to just absolutely 
um, confront the reality that there's a lot of kids who have suffered um, just total identity theft. The enemy has come in and robbed them of the knowledge of who they really are. And so we as Christians, we know who we are. Uh, We know that we are uh, created in the image of God. We're image bearers. And so is every other person. And so we need to be able to say to young people, look, you, you are created on purpose and for a purpose. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God knit you together uh, in your mother's womb. Actually, before the foundations of the earth, he conceived of you in his own imagination, right? You, you are an image bearer of God. You have the full dignity um, of a person who bears the image uh, of the eternal father. Man, that would, that would boost somebody's um, self-image pretty quickly, right? I mean, we wonder why people do not uh, have good self-image or don't feel like they're worth anything when we've been telling them through public education that they, you know, they're just like sludge, accidental, you know, that you emerged accidentally from the sludge. No, you didn't. You emerged uh, very purposefully and on purpose uh, by the creative will of Almighty God. Uh, and that's who you are. And so if you're a Christian, then you are also an ambassador of Jesus Christ. You're a representative of him in the world, and that gives you a purpose. You have meaning in your life because of who you are and what he then sends you to do. All right? And you also have belonging. You not only belong to God, um, you belong to a family of faith. We call that the church. Your own family has failed you. You feel like you're alone in the world. You are not alone. You have a family of faith filled with brothers and sisters who are longing to know you. And longing to encourage you and longing to enfold you in the rich fellowship of God's people here on earth. You can be a part of all of that. Um, and, and, it, and those are the conversations I think that we as Christians, you might call it evangelism. You might, you might think of it as evangelism. Um, but I think those are the basic conversations that you and I absolutely have to be having with a generation of people who feel genuinely lonely. They don't feel like anyone understands them. So here's my charge to you. You need, to, you need to identify someone in this age band, 18 to 22, and you need to take them out for a cup of coffee. That's your charge. You need to make an actual human connection, have an actual conversation with a person who feels like they're not understood and like they're alone. They don't know who they are. They don't think their life has meaning, um, and they don't think that they belong to anything. So you need to be the person who bridges the loneliness gap. And you can do that. I feel I have every confidence you can do that. And you can afford to buy two cups of coffee. They can't afford to buy one. So go ahead and, uh, um, I mean, if you really want to splurge, they like something called avocado toast. There you go. That's a big, that's all the rage. They will feel understood if you say to them, you know what? I'd like to take you out for a cup of coffee and a piece of avocado toast. They will like light up. They'll be like, oh, no way. You know me. You know me. You feel you feel me. All right. So there you go. That's my charge. All right. When we come back from this break, I will actually be joined by John Stemberger, the president and general counsel of the Florida Family Policy Council and an attorney in Orlando, a religious liberty advocate. And he and I have all kinds of things to talk about, like why are there girls in the Boy Scouts? Uh, what's up with that? And why is Summit Ministries bailing out of events in California because of a change in the law there? I'm Carmen LeBurge. You're listening to The Bill Bunkley Show, and we'll be right back. Here's the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. 
veteran Washington, D.C. lawyer Emmett Flood, who represented President Bill Clinton during his impeachment process, is joining the White House to represent President Donald Trump in the special counsel's Russia investigation. White House spokesman Sarah Huckabee Sanders said in a statement Wednesday that Flood would be joining the White House staff to, quote, represent the president and the administration against the Russia wish hunt. Starbucks says the settlement it reached with two black men arrested at one of its Philadelphia shops last month includes an offer of a free college education. The coffee shop chain says the two can complete their degrees through a partnership they have with Arizona State University. Starbucks and the two men said Wednesday that the full terms of the financial settlement will remain confidential. On Wall Street, the down by 174 points. The Nasdaq dropped 30. The S&P lower by 19. Oil up to 67.93 a barrel. This is SRN News. At Mr. Sparky, our skilled electricians can help fix any electrical problem. From breaker boxes to home surge protectors, we'll get your life back to normal faster. Call Mr. Sparky today and get a free service call with any repair. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Limitations and restrictions may apply. Each location is an independently owned and operated franchise of Mr. Sparky. Each license respectively in their state or county. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Here's Dr. Charles Stanley, keeping believers in touch with God. The Christian life is this. It is the acceptance of Jesus Christ as my personal Savior through faith and His work at the cross of shedding His blood, bringing about atonement for my sin, and then indwelling me with the Holy Spirit, whose responsibility it is to live out the life of Jesus through me. You see, as long as there's oneness, I can have peace. And when I decide that I don't agree with him about anything, my peace is gone. You want peace? You gotta have Jesus. He will not disappoint you. For help and hope from God's Word, visit In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley at intouch.org. If you have a damaged windshield, keep your family safe with a premium quality replacement and a lifetime warranty from Autoglass America. If you have comprehensive insurance, we'll buy back your old windshield for up to $100 cash on the spot, come to you with free mobile service, and install a new premium quality windshield all at no cost to you. Be safe. Call today for fast claims processing. Remember, we turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. 813-96-GLASS. That's 813-96-GLASS. Autoglass America. Saturday afternoons at 4. It's time for Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs. 
without a proper understanding of who truly owns your car, who owns your house, we're prone to mismanage that which we do have. Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs. Saturday afternoons at 4 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Carmen LaBerge, welcome back to the Bill Bunkley Show. You can visit us online at letstalkfaith.com. Joining me now is John Stemberger, President and General Counsel of the Florida Family Policy Council. He's an attorney in Orlando. He's a religious liberty advocate. Uh, John, welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. Carmen, it is a pleasure to be with you again. All right, so you and I could talk about a thousand things. And so first, let's talk about the Boy Scouts, which I I guess henceforth will not be referring to as the Boy Scouts. Tell us what's going on. Yeah, so uh, they shortened it to BSA Scouts, but the B still supposedly stands for something. But they removed the word boy from their name. Um, and they have kind of a campaign that's like Scout, find the scout in me. Um, and, yeah, it's just very sad. It's another signal of the moral confusion that they're sending, that there's no difference between a boy and a girl, um, which is patently wrong. The collective wisdom of human history shows us that. But it's just sad because it's showing, sowing more confusion into the culture and amongst young people and their families. And the biggest thing for me is, though, it's a, it's a youth protection issue. I mean, it's a basic uh, violation of youth protection. We don't camp boys and girls in the same tents. Now, they're saying this is not a co-ed program, but that's nonsense. What's going to happen? And here's the problem. You can't trust anything they're saying. Oh, they're saying it's not co-ed. Well, they also said, oh, it's only going to be boys as openly homosexual. We're not going to have adults. And then two years later, to the day, they allowed openly gay adults expressing themselves. Then several years later, transgender girls, uh, gender boys, which are really girls acting as boys, and now they're allowing girls fully in the program. And so, again, just uh, uh, boys need to be boys. They need to be able to do boys things. There's a difference between boys and girls, and they're just adding to the moral confusion and the gender confusion that has engulfed our society with this decision. So, uh, John, you guys uh, at the Florida Family Policy Council have issued a uh, a press release about this that people can find at flfamily.org if they want some equipping resources related to this. Um, it, you know, so let me just be clear that for 108 years, the Boy Scouts of America, uh, their flagship program has been the Boy Scouts. Now, we also know them because they have a Cub Scouts program. And the Cub Scouts program, which is, you know, everybody like 10 and under, that's not going to change its name. But the Boy Scouts will no longer be the Boy Scouts. The Boy Scouts will now be um, Adventure Ambassador BSA, Scouts BSA. I think there are lots of uh, options listed here in terms of uh, in terms of what they've posted. Um, let, let's quickly be sure that we share with folks that, you know, for Christians, there actually now is an alternative. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, uh, Trail Life USA, we're very excited. There's about 743 troops in 48 states. Folks can go on traillifeusa.org and find a troop in your area or find information on how a group of men can start a troop. We're really eager to try to help 
men around the country, in Florida specifically, start new trail life troops. Most of us came out of the Boy Scouts of America. We're a Christ-centered, boy-focused, high-adventure group. Um, parents are going to love the leadership. Um, the boys love the adventure and, and the character building. Will, will the, parent, the pastors will love of the churches that sponsor these units. So um, we're very excited about Trail Life USA, and it's growing, uh, and it's a great way to plug your young man into a program that's really going to really teach them outdoor skills. We think there's magic that happens when you're by a campfire and you're hiking, you're seeing mountains, and you're away from the, the texting and the video screens and all that. There's something really raw that happens that's magical and spiritual, very deeply spiritual, and, and we want to connect those boys with men in that environment so that they can grow and learn to become men themselves. All right, friends, that's Trail Life USA. You could check it out at traillifeusa.org. You can also get there from the Florida Family uh, Policy Council's website, which is flfamily.org. Um, John, when I was reading the, you know, sort of the, let's say, more secular coverage um, of this Boy Scouts story today, which I will have to learn the new lingo, um, this new uh, Scouts BSA uh, news today, um, one of the things that I was struck by was how often, uh, I mean, even in the AP version of the story, like boy and girl um, throughout um, are are they're printed with scare scare quotes around them like boy you know is is got these quotes around it and girl has quotes around it as if boy and girl are not um categories of reality that we understand and i think that's what you're trying to point to here um you're trying to point to what this says about us as a culture that we have arrived at the place where we don't really want to allow there to be uh, boys who are distinctively boys, girls who are distinctively girls, and that we understand those to be uh, fixed categories of reality. That's exactly correct. And there's really a spiritual and a theological truth that's underlining this, and that men, men and women, boys and girls, uh, reflect something about the diversity and the unity found in the Godhead, that we're all human beings, but yet we're still diverse. And so I think that there's something that's, you know, that's being damaged here. Same thing with the marriage issue. Marriage is a picture of the gospel. It's a picture of the culmination of all things and the marriage supper of the Lamb. And so to blur the differences between men and women, which is what the culture seems to be affixated on, um, does nothing but disservice to not just the best interest of children, because kids need both mothers and fathers to raise themselves and understand the difference between boys and girls. I mean, the teen suicide rate is enormous because we're foisting this confusion upon young people. It's not because of hostility from the culture. My goodness, it's Culture is accepting everything. It is from the confusion that the culture is suing, sowing in the hearts and minds of young people where they become despondent. They're acting out in ways that are inconsistent with their own biology. And, of course, this is going to produce depression and, and suicidal tendencies. And so um, the left has just completely uh, confused it and turned it around as if somehow helping young people think clearly about their sexuality that's consistent with their physical biology, somehow that's going to make them suicidal, and it's exactly the opposite. Okay, so um, just to be, you know, totally transparent, I kind of flunked out of Girl Scouts. Um, if if one of my former Girl Scout troop leaders here in the Tampa Bay area is listening, um, I'm sorry for that <laughs> treehouse situation at the Carters on Bayshore. I still regret it. I still vividly remember it. And, yes, it was all my fault. Okay. <laughs> so with that aside, let's talk about the Girl Scouts. And let's talk about, you know, what I – what. It's not in this AP report today, 
Um, it's it, but it's right beneath the surface. There's a huge tension here between the there's no differences between boys and girls and every and, and everything that you know the boys have had now should be available to the girls or or whatever. There's a there's a real tension right under the surface here with this um, elimination of distinctives and yet the feminist agenda. Like how how can feminists be genuinely feminist if girls? If it doesn't matter that girls are girls. Well, I think that's exactly right. And this whole trans uh, transgender movement is on a collision course with even feminist ideologies when it comes to scholarships and competition within sports. But I, but in this case, the Girl Scouts are furious at the Boy Scouts for the very simple reason that economically they're taking away their market share. Uh, and they issued a scathing statement just about a month ago basically accusing the Boy Scouts of being – uh, molesters, I mean, because there's a huge uh, – the LA Times has the perversion files, which catalogs thousands and thousands of child abuse cases um, You know uh, that where lawsuits have been filed and the court had the discovery and all that's cataloged uh, at the Los Angeles Times. So the Girl Scouts are furious about this, and they make no bones about it, and they're being very critical of the Boy Scouts' move. But it's not from a moral perspective. It's from the standpoint that they're taking away – the money that would have come from those girls who are now going in Boy Scouts instead of Girl Scouts. Well, and let me be quick to say, I am, uh, I'm not actually advocating that if you have girls, you send them to the Girl Scouts either, because the things that girls and the Girl Scouts are being taught in relationship to um, abortion uh, and sexuality are not things that, frankly, from a Christian worldview, I would want girls being taught. And so um, I think we have a, a lot of challenges here and, and uh, just Man, the church needs to step up when it comes to um, opportunities for girls and boys in relationship to leadership development and identity development and belonging um, and adventure. And so uh, in in relationship to boys, uh, you know, we can direct you to traillifeusa.org. All right, John, let's change gears and let's talk about what's going on in California. Would that be okay? I mean, you know, California is a big state, so let me hone that hone my question in here a little bit. All right, we have this uh, action by the California legislature, Assembly Bill AB 2943, which that sounds um, pretty dry, but it's not. Tell people what the California bill is, where it's at in the process, and then we'll talk about what ministries are doing in reaction to it. So let me give you the biggest picture that I can give you, and that is that the end goal of our opponents here, those that want to twist God's design for marriage and human sexuality. What they really want is a world where no one is saying it's wrong. Nowhere. That that there's no criticism. There's no difference. There's no one giving any viewpoint other than the viewpoint of the sexual revolution, that everything's okay and that there's no limitations. Everything's subjective. There's no – sex is not binary. It's not how you were born. Your equipment has nothing to do with it. That's their agenda. So so – what they have is what they call reparative therapy laws, and this prevents – these laws typically prevent um, counselors from count- – if a young man comes into a counselor's office and says, you know, pastor or whoever it is, look, I, I, I think I might be gay or having feelings towards young men. I think this is sinful. I need help. The laws prevent that pastor or that counselor from helping the person that's asking for help to, to, to go in that direction, and that violates – a pastor's parishioner privilege, it, it violates the whole privilege between a counselor and their client, and it violates the principle in counseling that you do as a counselor exactly what the patient and the client is asking you to do. Um, so these 
reparative therapy laws are very oppressive to liberty and human, even human choice. Uh, but this one in California goes farther than anyone else. It actually would even prohibit any uh, school or college or university, Christian programming. And, in fact, Summit Ministries, which is the premier uh, worldview training. My son went to Summit last year in Colorado. They pulled their two courses, their two uh, seminars in California as a direct result of this because they're teaching God's design for marriage, and they're concerned that the language is so broad that they would be in violation of the law and would have to go through these penalties. So this is a huge threat to religious liberty. So, John, I have uh, I wrote a book called Speak the Truth, and and actually in it, you know, I've got this entire section on on sexuality. I have a section on you know, like how do you bring God back into these conversations related to gender identity and gender fluidity and these and and I have a whole. I mean, <laughs> I spend a lot of time talking about this subject matter. So uh, I have a 14-year-old who rides in the car with me every morning, and um, she and I were listening to one of our worldview favorites, uh, Al Mohler, um, on this subject of this California legislation. And she looked at me and she said, can you sell your book in California? And I said, well, that's a good question. And she said, well, I don't want you to go to jail. Like, don't, don't go there and talk about it. So right. I, think, I think that our kids, like, understand. The kids see through this kind of, um, uh, I mean, they tried to hide this in legislation about consumer protection. They tried to, you know, they're, they're trying very hard to limit the speech of Christians um, by acting as if ca- the people of California need to be protected from those of us who want to uh, affirm what the Bible actually says about human identity and human sexuality. And they're also trying to spin it as discrimination and uh, what we're trying to say is, look, uh, we should be able to speak freely and have religious liberty, um, and people should be able to make choices. And just because the state now has an official position on human sexuality, what's happening is they're saying if you don't line up with the official position of the state, then you need to be disciplined. Well, this sounds more like North Korea, Carmen, than it does you know, uh, the United States of America. I mean, as if we're some kind of a fascist state where the state has an official political position on, on something is simple as human sexuality, a position which the collective wisdom of human history has held for thousands of years, all of a sudden that's illegal now to talk about God's design for marriage or the nature of sin. I mean, if we can't state what the nature of sin is, our ability to preach the gospel is completely undermined. All right, so we're probably kind of scaring people. The 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 voice of the scary person um, now is John Stemberger. The voice of the nice person, oh no, the non hysterical person is Carmen LeBurge. We're we're both hosting the Bill Bunkley show. Who is now listening, thinking to himself, "Good Lord, I need to get back there um, and retake my show." Okay, let me, um, John, let me. Let me share with folks um, some specifics. We're talking about a California State Assembly bill. Uh, It's California Assembly Bill AB 2943, if you guys want to check it out for yourselves. And basically what happened today um, is that Summit Ministries became the first of what I anticipate will be many. Um, Summit Ministries became the first ministry to announce the cancellation of scheduled events, in this case, um, uh, conferences that were to be held at Biola University. 
So um, Biola would actually be, I think, an interesting conversation partner um, on this because Biola is not going to they're not going to bend like that. They're just not going to bend to the wind of this in California. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there on that university campus. Um, Jeff Myers, who is the uh, president of Summit Ministries. And I, John, I want you to react to this statement. He says, do not be fooled. This insanity is coming to every state, Iowa, Arizona, Florida. All of them, we must be on guard and work toward restoring common sense governance. Tell us what he means in terms of how the threat, uh, how the threat arrives in a state, and tell us what he means when he talks about guarding against it. Well, great question. There's a lot, a lot of ways you could go with that. Every year in Florida, we have this reparative therapy bill that comes up here as well, and we've been able to defeat it every year. And let me, I'm going to be very frank because we have a Republican legislature. I mean, elections have consequences. Parties have consequences. I could care less about the elephant and the donkey. I'm concerned about men and women and institutions that are going to stand up for principle. And anyone that's going to preserve marriage and family structures, uh, which are the basis of our civilization, I'm going to support them. So if the Republicans turn, there's nothing magic about them. But I'm just saying, because we have a Republican majority, we've been able to kill these bills. Have we have a Democratic majority? And that could happen in our very short lifetime, uh, that would, those things would pass through very, very quickly. And so number one is people need to be educated and aware, and by listening to this show, they're doing that. Number two, they need to be engaged in their local politics, understand who their local member is, um, and oppose these repair therapy laws and things like the Competitive Workforce Act, which is the supposed non-discrimination law that creates a weapon to punish Christians who just have a different view of these things. All right. So, friends, now seems like a good time for you to be sure that you know who your member of Congress is. Um, You know, they they go through this election process every two years. I feel kind of sorry for them. Um, Is that true here in Florida? I'll admit to you that, you know, I'm not up to speed. Okay, so every two years. Right. So people need to know who's representing them um, and you need to know who's representing you in Tallahassee. You need to know who's representing you uh, in the U.S. House as well. And so be sure you know who that is. No matter where you live, um, you have somebody representing you. And you have to say to yourself, all right, now I'm a representative of Jesus, and I know what he what, what that means. I am supposed to represent Christ to the world. That's my job. So when I think about my representative in Tallahassee or my representative in Washington, are they representing my concerns? Maybe yes, maybe no. And so when John says elections have consequences, um, it, it, it actually has consequences not not just in terms of how they vote, but then how what they vote on is applied to your daily life and my daily life. And so right. when we talk about education, when we talk about um, uh, health care, when we talk about these big issues, like um, even even in the marketplace. Right. This is what uh, this is what really struck me about the California legislation. Um, you know, it's actually in a consumer protection bill. And so um, there's really nothing that's in front of the legislature in your state or or in front of the House nationally that doesn't have worldview implications. And so um, John Stemberger and I uh, are going to encourage you uh, to be people who um, who are engaged. We want you to be educated, absolutely, but we also want you to be engaged. And I know that um, the folks with whom John serves uh, at the Florida Family Policy Council would be more than happy to equip you um, on this and other issues. John, thank you so much uh, for being with me today on the Bill Bunkley Show and bailing me out on these two big subjects. 
Folks can visit uh, your website at flfamily.org. They can also check out traillifeusa.org in relationship to the conversation that we had about the Boy Scouts. Thank you, Carmen. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks, man. And good luck uh, in your event uh, this Friday night. Thank you. Take care. All right. All right, friends, if you want to support them, they got a big thing, a big shindig going on uh, Friday night. Um, All right, friends, we are just about out of time here today on the Bill Bunkley Show. It's been my pleasure to be with you here. I'm Carmen LaBurge. You can check out what I'm doing at reconnectwithcarmen.com. Tomorrow tomorrow is... uh, Uh, is the National Day of Prayer. Let me remind you uh, about that. Let me call you to participate in it. There's 35,000 events taking place across the country uh, in observance of the National Day of Prayer. And either you need to get out to one of them or you need to participate online uh, at the National Day of Prayer website. Hey, uh, check out everything that's going on here at Faith Talk. You can do that at Let's Talk Faith. Dot com. All right, friends, Carmen LaBerge sitting in for Bill Bunkley. It's been a really fun time today, and I'll see you back here on Friday. Have a great day. God bless. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525.